Another significant loss from less fibroblasts is reduced creation of hyaluronic acid. You've heard that word a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Well, and it's interesting, too. You hear a lot about hyaluronic acid as a great active for skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't think about the fact that your body makes it. Yeah, your body does make it. And it's important to have because we need that, that ingredient in our skin to be able to bind water. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knabel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're here. Yes. All right, girl. Let's start today chatting about what you into right now. Ooh, what am I into? Okay. All right. I'm in hair clips. Hair clips? I know. It sounds absolutely silly. It's rando. I feel like I'm on this weird hunt. Like, I know in previous episodes we were talking about this, but um, I, I do enjoy the hunt. I do. I, I Sometimes it annoys me. But when shopping I, buddy. When I got something stuck in my head that I really want or that I think is interesting, that's kind of new. Like, I think hair clips are kind of like... What kind of hair clips are we talking about here? I'm talking like giant hair clips. Like, it sounds silly, but I'll have to show you. I'm specifically, I'm really enjoying the look of like resin hair clips. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to check those out. I think they're uh, meant to be a play off of like the tortoise look. So there's like tortoise um, earrings that I really love. There's, um, but resin is obviously a much more <laughs> friendly way to get the look. But you can do like colored resin. There's just some really fun ones. There's also, um, I'm not so sure I'm into this one, but there's also like pearl covered, I mean, giant hair clips. I'm talking they're like this big, like huge. Those, that's a big thing. Um, or even like giant bobby pins, but then you row them all together or you cross them in like succession. Anyway. So everywhere hair I go. Hair accessorizing. Yeah. It's hair accessorizing. Bringing Thank it you. back, Jen. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. <laughs> I've seen it a few times. Um, on Instagram and then now I'm starting to see it on people in person and I think because and I do this every time something's kind of unusual or new I want to try it <laughs> listen there's like a whole article from January see? about resin hair clips see like 27 it's called oh it's <laughs> it's in refinery 29 27 barrettes that have come a long way from 90s butterfly hair clips. yes yes ma'am that's legit anyway so i'm kind of on the hunt everywhere i go if there's like hair clips i stop and i look at them because <laughs> i want to see what what what's there and anyway so it sounds silly but it's something i'm into it's just you know when you've got silly things you're into that's that's mine <laughs> i feel you except what about i don't you? yeah i know you feel <laughs> i feel you kind of sure no, no. <laughs> i'm like i use a hair tie sometimes 
I don't know. I just like doing fun new things. I, I know. Giant. You're fancy though. Well, I wear these giant hair clips that are probably the size, the longer than my finger. Like I was going to say, you keep saying they're this big and the listeners, <laughs> all our listeners are going to be like, how big? I know. Like, no, seriously. Big? Like longer than my finger. Probably almost two inches longer long. than your pointer finger. Yeah. Almost two inches long. Well, I guess, yeah. The bobby pins I have are about two inches That's long. That's legit. That's a bit, yeah, they're big, but they look like bobby pins, but hmm. they're, but they're big, hmm. but they look really cool when you row them all together it's yes jenny from the block jenny she's from the back block. again next thing you know i'm gonna be wearing overalls i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> i mean overalls are kind of a big thing right true, now true right yeah. now the interesting like the the marrying of overalls and skinny jeans like the skinny jean overalls i feel like that, that would look terrible on me probably not they probably look pretty good everything looks good on you <laughs> oh you're so kind to me i mean well it, only if you knew how to accessorize it so it true <laughs> i might i might just do one strap oh hey oh hey I'm if serious. that isn't 90s i, I don't, don't know, know what <laughs> it is one strap on your overalls oh my gosh and then you need legit, like the choker they gotta be baggy yep choker mm-hmm. long sleeve white t-shirt chunky boots chunky boots or chunky sandals yep wide they're the well overalls themselves are pretty wide-legged mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and the frost on the face frost. And, like the flipped out hair oh yes okay <laughs> here we are <laughs> straight what's up the, what's the theme song for portlandia it's like oh i could not the something know. in 90s is alive in portland it's portland so portland but it's oh, so boy. true it's and so it essentially true. is like a bunch of people at coffee shops who think they have real jobs and all sorts of which is hilarious because <laughs> that is a real job but like <laughs> i also live in the pacific northwest so i think that's a real job oh my gosh that's so funny oh what do you do what do you obviously not hair clips but what do you do? <laughs> not hair clips. Uh, I am very into slash in love with Cook Once, Eat All Week from Ooh, Cassie Joy Garcia. <laughs> I can, however, relate to that. Oh my gosh. It's Life changed. So, it's so good. It's so good. Honestly, I, I, you guys know, I mean, I talked about this during the episode, but um, I have... I, I love hate with cookbooks. I usually actually, which is funny because I want to write one, but I don't use them. Like it's just not something I usually do. Mm-hmm. I will look at a cookbook for inspiration. Um, I usually don't cook out of it directly. In fact, I'll like look at the ingredients and then like do whatever I'm going to do and like move on. Unless there's something that involves like an intense process or, mm-hmm. you know, you want to get an end result that like is very specific steps or wow, something. Wow, this like is that. like totally reminding me of me and makeup tutorials on YouTube. Yeah, you're like, I'm not listening to you. I'm just going to get I'm like, that's a pretty look. I'm going to do what right? I want. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. So thanks for <laughs> That's a pretty meal. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> uh, so that's always kind of been my thing. And, you know, I, I like. I like to look at cookbooks and I like to thumb through them. But um, Cassie really makes this beautiful marriage between like meal prep and batch cooking. And I'm very into batch cooking. Yes. I've always been into batch cooking. (laughs) Huge batches of things. Um, And so this is it has made my meal prep time on Sundays, like my batch cooking day. I don't even know. It's like a quarter of the time I used to spend. Oh my gosh. I can't even tell you the brain power that has been unleashed for my brain. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Like I don't can't, I can't tell so, you how life changing this has been for so me as well. So we've done like, I don't remember. I think it's like week 17, week 16 was the plantain pork and oh, yes. uh, what was the third? Car- Caribbean bowl. Yeah. Plantain pork. And there was one other ingredient and I can't think of it. Oh, cabbage. What was it? Cabbage. 
I don't know. I can't remember the third ingredient. Yeah, me either. Um, so many good ones. <laughs> so many good ones. And we're doing the pepper, chicken, and spaghetti squash week right now. Ooh. It's very good. I've been we had the souf- on that one. We had the souvlaki bowls last night. Ugh. I'm going to make that week just for myself. My little man <laughs> will not eat sauces which i'm like how are you my child like i don't i want sauce on everything i want multiple kinds of sauce yeah but he's not really like he doesn't really dip things and i'm like this is half the fun i love dipping (laughs) and so uh Mm. the recipe has um some tzatziki which is like Mm. that yogurt Mm -hmm. delicious herbaceous yummy dip um and so he like I put that on his plate next to his chicken and his rice and he had all his roasted peppers and tomatoes and cucumbers all sorts of things and he like willingly took his chicken and dipped it in the sauce and he loves yogurt so it might have been because it was like yogurt based that was the first time he ever had tzatziki and I was like oh and he goes mom this sauce is really good hey and I was like, yeah buddy yeah don't make a big deal out of it like <laughs> i know don't make any sudden moves <laughs> seriously he really likes it oh my gosh i'm so excited stop fanning yourself stop <laughs> right fanning no yourself. seriously <laughs> so he did he did really well he's loving the meals and both josh and i are really loving how it like mi- mixes up what we're making throughout yeah. the week because normally like yeah i might have made something like the chicken souvlaki as far as a salad goes um, or like a chicken taco bowl or something like that, but it doesn't just have those flavors. Yeah. So she's really good at like taking a bulk amount of like three main ingredients and making them taste Mixing very different yes. throughout the week. We have, so we have two nights in a row. No big deal. Yeah. So we have the <laughs> sweet and sour chicken situation with like spaghetti squash noodles <laughs> so um, later on in the week. So I'm really excited for yes. that. I think tomorrow probably we're going to make it. <laughs> so yeah, um, I've been really digging that book. I know. I think we talked on the phone a few days ago and I just out of nowhere was like, Cassie, that book has changed my life. Well, you both were. Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's, she's such a genius. I mean, they poured, she and her team um, poured so much effort and time into making that like just a, an incredible quality resource. And I just like, man, so many congratulations to her because the book launched with like, it was oh, like man, crazy high on the charts star, my goodness. And, <laughs> and for very good reason. So if you guys haven't picked up a copy of the book, I really recommend you do so. Also, you can go back and listen to episode 48, um, called cook once eat all week with Cassie Joy Garcia, where we interviewed her to talk about kind of the ins and outs of the book was and before we knew how crazy it was gonna go oh my gosh. on the chart like whoa. oh my gosh so good <laughs> i had cooked a couple of recipes but i hadn't done a full week i've just started first week of meal plan with that like the, yes like yeah and it, i already could tell it was gonna be great i had no idea how life-changing it was gonna be for me my my friends who struggle with cooking like they're the type of people who are like i am not a cook mm-hmm. those people are doing really well with this book yes lays it out it's awesome mm-hmm. and it's not i mean it's all gluten-free so it's not specific to like any one dietary thing but there's lots of different like you can Change tailor it, it. And, yeah mm-hmm. like for example there's garlic in plenty of the recipes and i can't do garlic so i figure out ways around that yeah and like some people can't do dairy and there's definitely there's like a lot of um how to omit certain things absolutely like yep. if you're paleo you can like, paleoize or grain-free pretty much everything the balance she brings in her recipes though because uh-huh. like if i wasn't trying to strictly eat paleo or trying to strictly avoid dairy and those kind of things like i probably would still bring like sour cream in my life and like especially like a probiotic like specific well-sourced sour cream or mm-hmm. like you know cheese that i trust you know i would still do those things on occasion well and you know know, we've talked about this a lot in the past too i think so much of this conversation is you figure out the foods that aren't working for you you pull them out you heal 
and you reintroduce and you get away with as much as you possibly can. Yeah. Gluten included in that thought process. Mm -hmm, Right. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, I wouldn't call that like a regular food group I would include, but it's you you really want to be able to enjoy your life and Mm -hmm. enjoy your food. So this is a really good marriage of like some really there's some like really homey casseroles. I'm really excited to make them like Mm -hmm. she pan dinners. Oh, oh the gosh. brisket week is looking real that's approachable at this point. That's where I'm going. That's my <laughs> next one. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Philly cheesesteak. So anyways, shout out to Cassie Joy because it's awesome. Today, we are jumping into our first skincare series episode or skin type series episode, uh, rather. Yeah, typing... We're going to break it all down. I'm like over here punching the air because I'm so excited. You are (laughs) punching the air. It's legit. Uh, But today we get to talk about mature skin. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for this. Yeah. I think this is serious science behind this situation. Oh gosh. She saw my show notes. I was like, whoa. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to learn a lot with you guys. (laughs) I told her, I was like, I'm going to try not to like do too much vocabulary. Yeah. So we're going to take a lot of what we talked about in that initial episode about each skin type that you heard last week and break it down into (laughs) like those defining characteristics going deeper into that and so I'll remind everybody of those defining characteristics of mature skin so essentially fine lines around the eyes lips between your brows um, and smiling lines appear kind of under the cheekbones Um, skin that doesn't bounce back to its natural shape as easily after touching smiling laughing squeezing your eyes shut etc um, hyperpigmentation, uh, all that sort of thing. So that's what defines maturing skin. Absolutely. Let's talk deeply, Let's talk about deeply it. about causes and mechanisms for this. Cause there's like a, there's like some serious vocab <laughs> happening in this episode. I know. I was like, I'm going to like try to whittle this down so I don't get too like, like I don't want to bore you guys to death, but this is honestly, it's important to know some of what these words mean because it's going to help you identify kind of what needs to happen in your skincare and because uh, really skincare has gotten very advanced for anti-aging like I I'm continually surprised at the science that's coming out in the skincare formulations for anti-aging and so it's kind of important to know what some of the words are so um, some of the mechanisms so some of the things you're going to find within your skin are things like melanocytes melanocytes are the thing that make melanin so anytime you have color in the skin um, melanocytes are specific to creation of those things of the the melanin itself that's how you get the color in your skin so anytime you have freckles anytime you have a deeper skin tone anytime you get a tan any of those things it's all responsible comes down to the melanocyte uh, something else that's in your skin is called something called fibroblasts now fibroblasts live deeper in your skin they're actually in your dermis which is like the second level of your skin it's the deeper part where a lot of the a lot of the processes happen in the skin so this is where our collagen lies this is where our lymph vessels travel the capillaries sweat glands hair follicles nerve endings all of the like nitty-gritty parts of your skin are in your dermis but fibroblasts specific to themselves are type of cells that make collagen and structural framework in the tissue especially critical in wound healing so anytime that you need remodeling of the skin it's coming from your fibroblasts so you need the the structure of your fibroblast has to like do its job to reformulate your skin Um, Something else that's important is collagen. That is a protein that provides a scaffold for strength and structure in the skin. Now, I'm sure you've heard the word collagen before. 
it's kind of everywhere. <laughs> We're going to get into a little bit more of like what that is. How do you use it properly for your skin? Do you do you eat it? Do you put it on your skin? Do you spray? It? You know, like all the things. Um, it's important to know what it is. And when you look at the structure of collagen, it's very um, like scaffolding like. It's very like straight structures that um, are kind of woven in amongst each other. And when people talk about the breakdown of collagen and once your collagen's broken, it's done and da da da. That's not necessarily true because you have these cells that are going to be building your your collagen, uh, but it's a matter of kind of getting that stimulation to get them to rebuild sort of a thing. You also have things in your skin like keratin, which is a, a form of protein. Um, the, the job of keratin is to adhere the cells together. And so um, when you hear people talk about like you absolutely need protein for your body to function, this is another reason why. This is why. <laughs> this is why. And then lipids, this is just a another type of fat, but specifically um, it's a mixture of what's called ceramides, which is like a waxy material. Um, they're fatty acids, cholesterol, they all play a role in the protective barrier of the skin that help in the natural repair process, also in the natural protection process of the skin. So uh, a lot of that has to do with like being oil dry. So if you hear me talking about being oil dry, it has to do with like lipids and um, kind of keeping the skin all together. So that that is the nitty gritty of the nerdy like breakdown of that. Um, some of the things I really want to cover are kind of things that we might know already, but you might learn something new about this. We all get old, right? Like old. Like we all do. We, we cannot stop the clock as much as we'd like to. We, we got to do it. We got to get old. So this is called <laughs> chronological aging. Um, usually the first signs of natu or natural aging happen around the age 30, but actually some of those processes are starting to break down in your mid-20s. I was going to say a lot. I feel like we see a lot of premature aging in the oh, 20s because 100%. of how hard we are on our bodies. Yeah. Put the drink down. <laughs> well, listen, there's a reason why folks of asian descent tend to have gorgeous skin mm -hmm. and i think a lot of it is lifestyle based a oh, lot yeah. of it you know oh, nutrition yeah. hydration they really hydrating foods They're usually traditionally a lot better about applying sunscreen too uh-huh because uh -huh. they have to yep because they have to and because it's a cultural norm like it's you you want to protect your skin you wear sunscreen <laughs> so really you're going to start to see some signs around your, like your mid-20s and it's going to be things like you're just going to have your skin's going to probably have a slightly like the tone's not going to be great you're going to find that like there's texture there that wasn't there before um, sometimes you're going to find fine lines. Um, if you're lucky enough to stave that off, then that's good for you. Really, it has a lot to do with the breakdown of collagen. So wrinkles start with the breakdown of collagen creation found in those fibroblasts like we were talking about that, um, live deeper in our skin within the dermis. And what's interesting is that there was um, a really interesting study done that it's 68% decrease in collagen formation was found 68%. I mean, that, that is a lot in less of collagen production in 80 year old and plus comparatively to 18 to 29 year olds. And the reason we, I mean, we all kind of know like, yes, you know, when you're, you know, in your eighties or higher, your skin is going to look significantly different, but knowing that how big that decrease is tells us a lot about like what's happening in that time frame. Like <laughs> at what point do we need to start like helping our skin? This has a lot to do with um, the decrease in fibroblasts. Like we have less fibroblasts as we get older. Our body just 
doesn't use them anymore they stop working and then consequently the fibroblasts are responsible for making collagen so we have less collagen over time and a lot of it has to do with the fibroblasts just become inactive and they stop working and then they just they turn off it's one of those things as natural chronological signals in aging Um, another significant loss from less fibroblasts is reduced creation of hyaluronic acid You've heard that word a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Well, and it's interesting too. You hear a lot about hyaluronic acid as a great active for skin, mm-hmm. um, but we don't think about the fact that your body makes it. Yeah, your body <laughs> does make it, and it's important to have because we need that that ingredient in our skin to be able to bind water. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you'll see a lot more flaky, dry skin as we get older. We also know a little more about that um, from some of the other things we've talked about in previous episodes. But with less hyaluronic acid in our skin structure, that um, that ability to not bind the water can affect our proper barrier function. So we become more sensitive to our environment. Um, there, there's actually a huge problem in the old, as the older you get, the skin problems actually become more prevalent because there's a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of care being put into like body moisturizer and like, uh, making sure that our cell turnover rate is still proper and things like that as we get older. So knowing that hyaluronic acid still is really important for our skin for more than just youthful looking skin. It's also for um, protecting our skin against all of our elements, the bacteria, UV rays, radiation, uh, pollution, all those things. Another sign from chronological aging is pigmentation. And I think we all can agree that we've all had a grandparent that was freckly. Oh, yes. Or has those like liver spots is what a lot of people call them, age spots. This has a um, this is due to a slower rate of active melanocytes, and those actually will decrease at a rate of eight to twenty percent per decade. Holy crap! That's fast. That's really fast. That's really fast. I know Skylar has incredibly freckly shoulders, and they would come and go every summer, mm. and just with like even very casual sun exposure. And here we are in our mid thirties, and they're starting to stick around. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Can we please wear some sunscreen? That would make me feel a lot better. Um, but really, that can also show us that there is a slower cell turnover rate happening as well. Because if we had a, a faster cell turnover rate, then the pigmentation would be lighter or you wouldn't even notice it because it mm. would be turning over so quickly. So just know that that's what's happening to your skin. And then knowing those things can help you understand how to what to do in your skincare regimen. But one of the things that isn't talked about enough is the environmental stressors that cause aging. Yes. Like you probably hear about it, that your environment really affects how you, how your skin ages and things like that. But it's, it's, it's much more pinpointed than that. We know for a fact that things like uh, advanced glycation can really be a big problem that has a lot to do with how your body's dealing with sugar on the inside. It has a lot to do with, um, an inhibition of cells, skin cell growth. And so they're called AGEs. If you guys didn't get a chance to hear us geek out about it in our <laughs> skin typing episode, check that out. There's also something else that we don't talk enough about, um, that I actually don't hear many people talk about is reactive oxygen species or ROS kind of makes me think of princess bread but that's different <laughs> um and this is commonly known as free radicals so the important thing to know about free radicals is that this is kind of the last few decades really been studied more and more and that has a lot to do with how our skin is dealing with like pollution really 
you know, and we talk about having clean air. Well, that actually absolutely affects our skin and and how our cells are dealing with our environment. Um, If we have exposure to free radicals, this leads to unorganized and cross-linked collagen, which leads to the um, faster aging, still more fine lines. It leads to inflammation because the body is going, whoa, where's all my structure? And it sends, it sends inflammation to be able to aid that structure a little bit as it hopefully tries to rebuild itself. But the, as we get older, that slows down, as you heard me say. Yeah. And the formation of those advanced glycation end products, again, is like really closely tied to blood sugar. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to see how people with diabetes or um, blood sugar related diseases or insulin resistance can deal with significant signs of aging. I mean, they'll gray faster their skin will, uh, I mean, you'll get fine lines and wrinkles a lot sooner. And it's, it's such a deeper like process. And, and I think that, that sugar also has a lot more problems than just um, aging in our skin. I mean, I know that when I eat excess of sugar, I get breakouts, which is Absolutely. an inflammatory condition. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, increased blood sugar will cause inflammation in all sorts of different ways in the body. Yeah, for sure. So uh, free radicals, what's interesting about free radicals is knowing that there are, they so when you think of something radical you think of it's like you know out there and busy that's exactly what some of these cells are they are literally they are not stable molecules so they're stealing they're stealing molecules from anything it can near it and it just draws things to it like from your dna lipids and from membranes and so it just wreaks havoc all along the way by breaking down cells causing inflammation causing damage and so there's a reason why pollution is more of a big deal for our entire body systems than it is just for our lungs and just for our eyes and our mouth and things like that. It's even just exposure to our skin is not a good thing because it causes literal damage along the way. So there are some things that you can do to protect that. Um, one thing that we didn't get a chance to talk to or talk about much is peptides. Peptides are a specific ingredient that are really important for protecting against free radicals because they literally give those free radicals the molecule that it needs to be stable so it doesn't have to take the molecule from something else to be stable so peptides so you hear a lot of people talk about like here's a tripeptide here's a you know like however many peptide that has to do with how many molecules it has to give interesting it's really interesting and it's kind of it's like last couple decades maybe has been talked more about peptides but um it when i first started in aesthetic school there was a little bit of uh hype around peptides and it's taking me a very long time to understand what that is like what are peptides because they were they were a big deal in the science community of anti-aging and now i get it i'm like oh this is more about like, let's, let's stop the process before it happens. Oh, so fascinating. Yeah. It's kind of like sunscreen in ways, but with pollution. <laughs> I like it. So um, they actually have a, a, a short list of other ingredients that I think are important to look at when you're looking into anti-aging and um, some keywords to look for when you're looking for a great skincare regimen to protect your skin as you get older. So one of the first things you might hear a little bit more are AHAs. These are alpha hydroxy acids. These are a certain type of ingredient. They're usually, they're a category. So there's a lot of ingredients within that umbrella, uh, which is why I, I did like a big category. Like you can learn in forever about AHAs. They're typically um, like fruit extracts. Um, a lot of the products out there you see with the word acid at the end of it, not all of them, but quite a few of them are AHAs. 
they encourage stronger cell turnover without the irritation from physical exfo- that you get with physical exfoliation. Um, having said that, if you get the too much of one, it's not a good thing. It actually can cause more irritation. So having a very smartly formulated ingredient or product is going to be very important. Um, also, this helps with better product absorption, giving your skin more support it needs from other products that are like your like your cleansers and your other serums and treatments and things like that. So AHAs can be a very key ingredient to unlocking slow cell turnover rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, hell, hyaluronic acid. I'm going to come at this one again because I want to talk about it a little more uh, deeply. This is a, a potent ingredient that is naturally made in our bodies. We talked about that, but it, the ability for it bind water to it is really important and it can be just as effective and topical as it can, like if we, as our body starts to slow down, in that production of hyaluronic acid, supplementing with the topical application can still be really um, potent and helpful as it binds water to it while it's working in your skin. Now, making sure that you have a hyaluronic acid that's in a smartly formulated product is also important because you there you can overwhelm the system, overwhelm the skin with too many active ingredients. So hyaluronic acid is, is not an AHA, even though it has the word acid at the end of it. It's actually a soothing acid. So you kind of need hyaluronic acid, hyaluronic acid to be a supporting system to other ingredients that are going to be helping you with anti-aging. Now, one of the more important ones is sun care. And we hear this a lot for cancer, which is absolutely important. It is of paramount importance because also free radicals cause damage, which can cause um, cancer to come, become rampant in the skin. But with sun's care, we're also keeping those free radicals from like the U, that UV rays cause um, at bay. We need the sun care to be able to protect our skin from cancer and to be able to keep us safe from further aging in our skin cells. Uh, Something to keep in mind is that we don't talk much about reapplication, but reapplication can absolutely be necessary. So as you're finding skin care, sun care products, it's important to keep in mind that you need something that you can reapply if you know you're going to be in the sun, but also know that um, there's a lot of sun care products out there that are very drying to the skin, especially if they're zinc-based, zinc oxide-based. Which is good, but still drying. Yes. I mean, especially as we age, because we know that our water binding ability slows down dramatically, and so our skin's going to become dehydrated. So as we age and we're starting to use more SPF because we're more aware of those things, keep in mind the prep of your skin is going to be very important to bring the success of a sun care product. So... That's my thoughts on ingredient specific selection. So I think zinc oxide is my key ingredient for sun care because it's got superior blocking ability. It can be drying, but it can be prepped for to keep all the moisture still in your skin that your body needs so badly. Yeah. And if you want to learn more about sun care and sunscreen and all of that good stuff, I definitely recommend going way, way back and listening to episode five of this podcast. Okay. The part that everyone's been waiting for, I'm sure. Bring it. (laughs) There's some product recommendations. This is kind of the fun part because most people feel overwhelmed because when you go to a a department store or anything like, the mass majority of products out there are anti-aging. And there's so many options. There's so many directions. And it's just... It's it's, really hard to know what's right for you. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, this is something that that spans all the skin types we're going to be covering. Is What's really important is that you've got a a cleanse step 
So meaning you're cleansing your face either with water or oil or anything of the like that is cleansing of bacteria. It's going to be cleansing a little bit of oil, dirt, anything, makeup, any of those things. Cleanse is very important. You need a prep step. Now, whether that means it's a hydrating prep or it is a stripping prep to make sure that you're, you can access the skin through the oil, it's kind of up to your skin type. Then three is treat. And the part, the point of a treat step is to be able to deliver ingredients to your skin that your skin needs. So treats is usually all by itself. Four is protect. Typically, that's you're going to find that to be moisture, um, whether it's facial oil, a cream-based moisturizer, sometimes both. You know, so it does it doesn't have to be one product per step, but just knowing what where each product fits in those four steps can be really key to creating a well-rounded skincare regimen. Now the first product I want to talk about. (laughs) So this is probably my favorite cleanser because it's so universal to so many different skin types. This is the Beauty Counter Rejuvenating Cleanser. It has fruit extracts to encourage skin prep for better product absorption later on in your skin steps. But the great thing that I like about Rejuvenating Cleanser is it is not too stripping. I think it's got the right amount of enzymatic factors to it that you can cut through oil. It can also break through some of the dead skin cells a little bit to allow your body to be or your skin to be prepped for your next few steps. Now, I know I talk about Leilani a lot, but I think it is just such a very smart line. Leilani Skincare has a product called the Pomplamoose Tropical Enzyme Cleansing Oil. Oh my. That sounds really luxurious. It is. is I'm here it for is. it. Oh my gosh, I can't. Uh, well, if you don't know what pomplamousse is, it's like grapefruit. So it's got this beautiful grapefruit smell to it. And it has grapefruit, guava, acai, pineapple, and papaya in it. Now, interesting thing about papaya, papaya is actually my first recommendation for children with eczema. Mm-hmm. I'm like, go to a store, blend up a whole papaya, seeds and everything, because you need the seeds actually too, and blend it up in, into like a paste as best as you can. Um, and put a towel on them and if it's on your hand like place it on the hand and just sit there and it and it is so gentle and it's not hydrating but it's not stripping but it that the enzymes in the papaya are so good for skin structure like it will break apart all of the crust and junk so having papaya in an oil cleanser is like ooh okay there's a reason why um you see tropical in a lot of cleansers like tropical scent or because a lot of things that grow in the tropics are actually like pineapple high enzymes Mm -hmm. yeah Uh uh-huh guava oh yeah all the things grapefruit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so those are my two recommendations for making me hungry i know (laughs) it's that time of day guys so the next step is prep and prep can be a mist a toner um it can be serums but i prefer mist and toners because you want your prep step to be as light as possible to allow for better layering of your treat in your protect step so you can use the beauty counter rose water mist i love that product because it has hyaluronic acid in it actually has a really great sprayer on it like the sprayer is so fine it's a perfect mist it is like i keep all the bottles i keep all of them and save it for other things yes ditto 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 yeah it's a it's a great bottle and it encourages it encourages better hydration things like that it's got soothing factors to it because of the hyaluronic acid and the rose uh it smells wonderful i use it actually also for um setting my makeup mm-hmm. and it's it's just a lovely product i go through many bottles of that also the rejuvenating toner pads are great for like if you're looking for like if you're transitioning out of more oily skin combo skin the rejuvenating tone pa- toner pads are great for cutting through some of that oil to allow the the 
treat and protect stuff to do their job and get where they need to go. It probably has one of the more potent actives in it because once it hits the skin, it uh, everything evaporates except for the actives that are left I in it. I literally just use these things in my T-zone. Yeah, because if you do it anywhere else, it probably makes you more sensitive. It does. Yes. Yeah. Because I get sensitivity in my cheeks if I get any. Yeah. And so don't. Yeah. This prep step is where I do. I think I do the most education and skin consultations because most people think I I have to prep. I have to tone my face. It's like, no, you you need to tone prep it. Yeah. yeah. You need to prep it. But what's appropriate for your face is different based on your skin type. I Well, I am one of those people who didn't understand how important a prep step can be. Yeah. And yeah, we interestingly enough, just that was like a new thing for you, wasn't it? Well, kind of adding it back in because yeah. it was one of those things that actually caused some sensitivity before. So, well, we were we were chatting about the texture that was happening in some places, and I went, "Hmm, actually, oh. maybe you would benefit from adding that back in, but just in this area." Yes. So, um, prep step can still be really valuable for anyone, just making sure it's appropriate for your skin type. So the next step is treat and treat is where really the like good stuff comes in. This is where the serums come in. This is where peels come in. All the happy active ingredients. All the happy active ingredients and really a very well formulated uh, treat can lighten pigmentation. It can speed up your cell turnover. It can it can make your protect step better and actually help it do its job. I mean, really the treat is the game changer and it's not just the product it's the whole step like if you miss that step regardless of what else you're doing everywhere else it's just not gonna be as much for your anti-aging efforts so uh treat in one of my favorite products actually my absolute favorite product period period also same (laughs) oh i can't even tell you is the beauty counter overnight resurfacing peel and i say this like really this this is the product that I give to all of my esthetician friends because I'm like you are not going to believe the the formulation on this product. I mean it has nine resurfacing acids and six soothing acids. And what's nice about that is even when I was in the med spa world, this was one of my favorite type of products to send home with people cuz it had the most bang for your buck. Like you would have like the best results. Da, da, da. But every time I've ever given that product to somebody, you always risk the ability of sensitizing the skin which kind of sets you back in some ways like you have to figure out okay how do I balance this out with a better protect step to be able to allow them to get those actives and like you know all the things really this overnight resourcing peel is like foolproof it's because of the soothing acids in it you're getting the support your skin needs to do what it needs to do to have better cell turnover you're gonna have better texture overnight you're gonna have better product absorption so you're gonna find your tone to be more even I mean, really, it's it's super beneficial. Most people I've talked to that are just like, I don't get it. Like, what? What? what have you? It's because they're not moisturizing properly afterwards, so it can't do its job. It needs the protect step. Yeah, to you do gotta its let job. it. You gotta let it dry and get tacky on the skin, and then literally add your moisturizer on top of it. And there's a reason why it's called the overnight resurfacing peel. That's because it is. It needs to be done at night because UV rays will deactivate or sensitize your skin if you have that product on. So you do not need to wash it off in the morning necessarily because by then it deactivates through um, just being exposed to the air. It starts to deactivate, which is also why it's hard to sample correctly because it needs to be in its sealed Well, this is why having those foil packet samples has been Yeah, it has to be sealed properly. So the other product that I love for a treat step is actually a mask, which is kind of surprising to me because I rarely find masks that I love for a treat step. But this one is the Leilani Melly Glow Mask. And I love this one because it's full of fruit enzyme factors, a lot like their cleanser. 
So, um, but because it's a fruit active, it's actually much more gentle, but I have loved the way the Leilani Meli Glow Mask worked for myself. It has honey in it as well, which has a lot of brightening factors to it, but mm. also helps seal moisture in like mm. also antibacterial, antimicrobial. Yes, yes ma'am. I love that Meli Glow Mask for so many reasons. And I accidentally got it in my mouth once and it tastes pretty good. <laughs> um, um, I kind of love that. Oh, <laughs> uh, and the last step is protect. And protect is really um you're gonna get the protection you need through moisture. So this step is really about moisture, moisture, hydration, hydration, hydration. This step I find that I'm I'm always upping everyone's moisture game in skin consultations when somebody is frustrated with their skin and they they're doing some moisture. Yeah, they're doing all the things. Sometimes it means for a few weeks we need to like triple moisture through the day. We need to moisturize in the morning, at lunchtime, in the evening just to like give the skin a chance to like repair itself because that's why it's called the protect step and it's not just called moisturize. Mm. Truly, if you get the right moisture to your skin and I'm saying like you have to get the right cell turnover rate as you're going through as your skin matures and you get older because you'll find that as you get older product just won't absorb like it could. No. Especially oil. A lot of people are like, oh, that oil's too heavy. Well, if we can speed up that moisture or speed up that cell turnover process, then you're going to have better absorption, which means you're going to have better results and mm-hmm. better moisture retention, like all these things. So my favorites are actually the Beauty Counter Rejuvenating Night Cream. That has been my go-to ride or die for two years. It's I absolutely so good. love that product. Well, and I like, I'll speak to this. I mean, I'm someone who has like some of those kind of skin sensitivities. I get, I get some redness popping up here and there. I have dry acne prone skin. Like I was kind of scared of the rejuvenating night cream. Cause I was yeah. like, is it going to have too many actives for my sensitive skin? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's great. Yeah. It works perfectly. Yeah. And honestly, this is again, another like important step for typing your skin correctly because a lot of people are scared of the night cream because it's moisture Mm. and they're like but that's going to cause me to break out I'm like no no (laughs) depends it absolutely depends I mean even for oily skin it can be super beneficial because it's such a protective cream and it's got enough of the high um of the active ingredients in it that it's going to get the delivery that it needs and I just I can't say enough good things about the rejuvenating night cream uh, the other one that I have kind of fallen in love with, this was kind of an accident because Biosense, I was sent I, the Squalene Omega Repair Cream and it was a full bottle and I went, oh, that was nice. Like it was a full bottle and those are not super cheap. I think it's $56, I think. Mm-hmm. And it is a water-based moisturizer as well, but it's got squalene and omega in it. And so it's a very thick night cream. And But this one is um, also EWG verified. Um, the brand is in Sephora and they're really doing a very good job of clean formulation. And so it caused me to take a second glance at it. So I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. And then I ran out of my beauty counter night cream and I was like, mm, do I reorder? <laughs> so I started using it more regularly after my peel. And truly, I really love it. I really do. Like it's been it's been a wonderful companion to my beauty counter products that I already love which says a lot because obviously I really love the products yes for their performance yay so those are my well-rounded like list of things you got to look for will you talk about things to avoid yeah light moisture can you can you just just don't no like give give it all the moisture if you're looking for 
more less fine lines better cell turnover uh if you want your skin to perform better when it's under stress like sun pollution all those things um heat then you gotta moisturize deeply and now a lot of people that are like yeah but that doesn't work for me i'm like well that's probably because we need to get better exfoliation for you and i'm not talking a better towel or a better brush because that's not going to do it for you it needs to be something that's got an AHA in it that's going to help that cell Chemical turnover rate. instead of physical exfoliation, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Especially as we get older because it's less harsh. So it's going to cause less inflammation and such. Um, some other things to avoid are chemical SPF because they are incredibly sensitizing to the skin, which does not help us in our quest for less, uh, less inflammation. So we need the chemical SPF to take a back seat and we need to grab some physical SPF. Harsh cleansers are another one that I would avoid because they do not set us up for success in the rest of our steps like we were talking about. If you pick something too harsh, you can recover from it, but it's just so much extra work. Like you really got to work that much harder to recover all of that lost uh, fat, like lipid barrier that you just washed away. So um, when in doubt, pick something more soothing. When in doubt, pick something that's going to be less stripping. Uh, We already talked about this, but physical exfoliants can be just, yeah, no, no scrubs, put the brushes down. The only towel I'd ever recommend is a Norwex cloth. <laughs> like everything else. It's gentle enough. Gentle. It's something about the way it's woven. It's got really superior pickup ability, but it doesn't, it's super soft. So it doesn't have, because what happens in physical exfoliation is actually causes micro tears, which breaks down the integrity of your skin. It's kind of like, why? why? <laughs> You're damaging your skin. Yeah, we don't need while to do you that. cleanse it. You just put it down. It's okay. Do not pick up apricot scrub. <laughs> put it down i wish you guys could see her face right now <laughs> her eyes are wide put it down put it down apricot, apricot scrub is just so harsh and walnut apricot well no it's like let's just yeah no okay let's chat about regimens for a second okay i think uh this is something really important especially for this skin type because you need that full range of there's a reason why you see so many anti-aging skincare products on the market because you really a full regimen is going to give you better bang for your buck you're going to be able to get better product absorption and it also can be the major difference between better skin performance and uh just further breakdown of the skin this is not just woo woo this is like science I like woo and science together. I can handle both. It makes me very happy. <laughs> um, okay. I want to touch for a second on like aging, mature skin and nutrition just yeah. for a hot minute. Oh, it's there's be, so much to learn. Yeah. I mean, we could do a whole episode on like anti-aging nutritional recommendations, yes. but I would say like base foundation, everybody. Hydration. Great digestion. Wow, I'm sending a theme. Episodes 18 and 19 of this <laughs> podcast <laughs> will help like troubleshoot digestive issues. I don't think I can really drive home how important proper digestion is for every cellular process in the body. Like, Literally foundational. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and skin is such a huge part of that. Your skin is an outer picture of what is going on inside of you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and it's sometimes a really latent sign. So it's something that's been going on for a very long time. 100%. Um, or is getting, to get. yep, getting more intense, that sort of thing. So, and your skin, like we've said in the past is, is often not always, but the last thing to get nutrition 
depends on the kind of skin right because even like the inside of your mouth is skin and like mm-hmm. your digestive tract is skin and all that sort it's all epithelial tissue um but what i did want to touch on for a second was this conversation around collagen and just um having abundant sources of protein in general is really important mm-hmm. especially for women as you age we tend to just gear toward eating less protein because our digestive capacity for protein goes down so supplementing with hydrochloric acid and and essentially digestive support that allows you to digest protein better is really important eating plenty of protein in the first place is really important not just breaking it down but eating plenty of it um and then this is like another piece of it right where like it's deeply connected to like your bone structure also Mm -hmm. right i mean like that that affects your skin elasticity and your collagen production actually um and so um supporting bone structure i.e like obviously calcium that's great getting protein it's great but guess what else is important weightlifting it's really weird we're talking about skincare but weightlifting is important um and it has to do with that relationship between the skin and the bones and and that collagen and elastin production because it's all connected people it's all connected um but there has been actually a couple of really cool studies like the skin pharmacology and physiology um, journal Um, there's a study in there that really details a lot of results from oral supplementation with collagen so this is where we talk about like collagen peptide powders um, internal collagen can help increase skin elasticity and really improve skin moisture in just four weeks time and can i add to that topical collagen yes is not as effective as internal collagen yes you cannot it's cellular structure you're not you're not penetrating and providing the building blocks of nutrition right you need that collagen to be broken down properly yes and the body has to be able to use it 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 can't be it can't be supplemented through the skin so yeah and obviously like that say collagen just no it's not delivering what you Mm -mm. need necessarily it's not gonna hurt but it's not necessarily helping Mm -hmm. so like collagen can also obviously there's like lots of other signs of aging that it can help with but collagen is hugely supportive of like joint pain and all that kind of stuff too so um also um you know vitamin c rich foods things that are really high in bioflavonoids very colorful fruits and vegetables um that contain a lot of micronutrients and it's just pretty Uh uh-huh bone broth (laughs) bone broth is huge for skin health Mm -hmm. the protein from bone broth specifically so like you're simmering bones and connective tissues of animals for either like you know a few hours or a few days depending on how you cook it um and it's seriously jam-packed with like tons of trace minerals with helps with skin hydration um collagen and it's like honestly one of the best anti-aging supplements out there that's incredibly inexpensive so i'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna throw just that saying. out there like <laughs> we don't have to get really like you know obviously like there's tons of things that you can do for anti-aging internally that are can get pretty expensive as far as supplements go um but like if you're not doing the basics of what i just said skincare is not gonna matter no (laughs) not even just skincare but just like those expensive supplements like you could get this great great nutrients from bone broth um you're also going to get a lot of really healthy fat from bone broth um and then also omega-3 fatty acids so important in skin health you guys fish oil krill oil algae oil um or alga oil excuse me um and essentially like all of those are incredibly crucial when it comes to health and aging and we talk a lot about in the healthy cooking fats episode oddly about like the balance of omega-6 and omega-3 fatty acids in the body and the needing to kind of bring that balance back will help with those anti-aging benefits Um, but there are tons of studies out there that talk about how getting enough omega-3 fatty acids in your diet could be linked 
to so many like additional causes of aging to to basically kind of reverse the clock so that well, we talked a lot about lipids in the beginning massively important for skin oh, yeah. health skin structure and if your digestion can't break down those lipids yes. and distribute them then your skin's yes. gonna suffer yes yes <laughs> yes 100 percent um and obviously like sunscreen is a huge part of that too right it's not not we're not in the nutrition realm but like you got to prevent too totally um and reverse like not just prevent but try to reverse those signs of aging with nutrition as well so digestion 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 yes so much protein you guys (laughs) women especially so much protein yes okay so i think that was oh we have a couple of uh questions so a couple of frequently asked questions when it comes to mature skin so the first one that we've got here is when should i start addressing anti-aging skincare this one always cracks me up because it's yeah, it's pretty much as soon as you start, you're aware of any sort of skin issues that you've got. So uh, as soon as you you can be addressing better cell turnover rate and better moisture um, absorption and content in the skin. As soon as you start experiencing breakouts, you start seeing fine lines, start noticing texture in the skin, which I don't know about you. I probably noticed that in my teenage years. I didn't start doing anything about it until I went yes. to aesthetic school, but yes. I'm one of the fortunate ones that was able to get educated pretty early. So I've been doing anti-aging since I was 22. That's impressive. So it, it really was an, a direct result of my education. So I totally get why a lot of people wait until they're in their thirties, but as soon as possible will benefit you the most, the longer the, the in the long run. So ASAP people ASAP. <laughs> I love it. That's a, yeah, pretty much I, my answer to that is always now. Yes. I literally just had a friend who's like 23 asked me this question and I was like, no, right, right now, right now, right. I wish yeah. I would have done it 10 years ago. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, um, do I need to mask when addressing fine lines are important to me? Mm, okay. This one cracks me up too, because, um, I think everybody thin- thinks they need to mask. Yes. Everyone thinks they need to mask and it's not a necessity at all. It's so no, <laughs> uh, masks are just another way that you can treat the skin. So it can be part of that treat step. Uh, and the hard thing about masks too, is that there are so many masks out there that you paint on your face. The mass majority of masks out there are clay based that you paint on your face it is extremely drying. Like, Clay-based of any kind can be drying. Now, however, there are some clay-based masks out there that have a lot of hydrating factors to them, and they use the clay to draw things out to deposit the moisture, which is very possible. Mm -hmm. But you have to treat masks as a treatment step. So maybe twice a month at most maybe you know not weekly for sure you don't need it weekly you don't need it every other day yeah um it can but you have to think of masks as they are a delivery system for um, better product penetration um a deeper moisture surge to the skin but it's absolutely not something that needs to be that has to be done to have a well-rounded routine yeah well and this the melly glow mask that you were talking about from leilani has a little bit of clay in and it. it's probably just to bind the and ingredients it's, together it's, well and it talks about stimulating like it's stimulating clay to like help with the fusion of all the things together yeah that's interesting because a stimulating clay would mean that a lot of times just like we think of caffeine and how that works in the body that is a similar concept for our skin so when we have something that's stimulating it actually can allow for deeper penetration of whatever ingredient that we're mm-hmm. trying to deliver 
Uh, and if it's not smartly formulated with something else, then it can cause further irritation. So you have to decide, can your skin handle? Because that's actually kind of the problem with some anti-aging skincare is that people are like, oh, I'm too sensitive. I can't handle it. It's like, well, then let's let's work with the structure of your skin so you can handle those things. So that has a lot to do with the fat content, the moisture content, the integrity of the moisture barrier in the skin to be yes. able to handle actives. Yes, I love it. Awesome. Well, I think, honestly, we've you've pretty much covered all of it that was fun <laughs> <laughs> thanks for geeking out with us you guys so this is all the deets on mature skin and again in future episodes we're going to kind of release about one a month or so um we'll go through oily and dry and yeah. normal and combination skin and then the big kahuna is just straight acneic skin yep so that one <laughs> we will address um in a while yeah, We're it'll gonna, be a little while. Yeah, it'll so be you a, guys got some time. If you got questions, you can send them to us, and we'll definitely be trying to address everything we can. Because there's so many, I get so many questions around breakouts. Like, that's usually the unifying. Like, I have breakouts. <laughs> I have breakouts. Okay, that does not one one size fits all. Yeah, you know, response and and solution to that is basically the answer. But you know, we're gonna talk deep about nutrition when it comes to acne. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh oh yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. So awesome. Well, thank you, Genevieve, for for shedding some light on yes. how we all should be taking care of our skin. I think You're the welcome. interesting part about, um, you know, these the advice for mature skin is it kind of doesn't matter what kind of type of skin that you have. We all kind of have this skin that's maturing that we need to address in this way. And yes. then it's just kind of about tweaking from there. It kind of belongs to everyone. What that looks like. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So awesome. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Recording. Yeah. Right meow? Right meow. Meow meow? It's <laughs> meow meow. <laughs> <laughs> I love that your neighbor cat is called kitty kitty meow meow. Yeah. Oh, Kiki. Oh, Kiki meow meow. Kiki meow meow. Very impressive. I think her technical name is Caramel, but everybody knows her as Kiki meow meow. So. <laughs> that's a like a big, that's a jump. What are we talking about for our intro? Oh. Oh. <laughs> probably stop this until we figure that out hold on let's press stop we're tired and but we're doing the thing. we're doing the thing <laughs> <laughs> if we're a little silly just know that we're at the end of our work day so we're like Wee. we're showing up we're here we're 100 yes, percent. 110 always let's go all right marked yeah i was gonna say awkward pause marked <clears throat> okay i will lead us in all right